0: Working,
1: all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's working now. You, you, you. <laughs> hey, what up, y'all? We're live and direct. That was weird. <laughs> Instagram, Instagram, uh, changed up something on me. What's up, Ed? Sakar, Kush, what's going on? Welcome, y'all. Hannah Boyd. Jalen Cush. Keith, clean your lens. Is my lens dirty? Am I am I clearer? Do I look clearer now? I hope I look clearer. All right. Hand on the pop. No, what up, Renel? Kamal speaks and two others. Okay, I see. There, there he is. There's our guest is here. Boom. I got you. Well waiting for you. Here he comes. Hey, A apologies. Instagram just did some sort of uh, update, <laughs> and there was an issue with uh with my live for whatever reason. But we're here. There he is. What's up? What? What's up, brother? How you doing, Sebastian? Just trying
0: to frame myself.
1: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You look good, man.
0: Sebastian <laughs> so, in the building. How you been, bro? I I don't think we've spoke
1: since... Nah. <laughs> you no, know, the last time, I think the last time I ran into you was at the comedy store. This is when I knew, for y'all that don't know, is I knew Sebastian was popping. right? Before I even get into that, let me let me give you a proper introdu- introduction. What's up? This is your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to Monday Night, another episode of Fulton Monkey Protocol Live. When I bring some of my favorite uh, friends and comedians on the show to give y'all a little inspiration, let y'all understand what goes into the com- comedic mind, and also how we're dealing with this uh, this whole COVID situation. My 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 guest tonight, for for the one person on here tonight that has no idea who he is. Uh, you've seen him he he did his own uh comedy central presents he did uh, he's done uh uh aren't you embarrassed um look i i, I have I have my notes because i don't want to mess them up stay hungry why would you do that um you he's, he you knew he was popping when when he became a voiceover artist in in uh, the nut job too that's when you know you're a comedian you're hot is is when when you're animated uh the house. Cruise, Tag, Green Book, and The Irishman—two Oscar-winning uh, films—and and more than that, uh, it it all popped off in 2009 in Saudi Arabia when I first met him. Um, and one of the few comics uh, on the planet that has ever sold out uh, the world's most famous uh, arena, Madison Square Garden. My friend of yours, Sebastian Metascalco. What up, fam? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was very sweet, very sweet introduction. It's it's uh, it's great to be here, man. Well uh, deserved. We man. we've uh, we had uh, a hell of an experience in the Middle East, and look, look, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm. <laughs> I still
1: st- got photos. <laughs> I dug them out. I dug them out for you. <laughs> uh.
0: This is the first time I've ever seen these toe socks or whatever the hell you call them. It's when we went to the Middle East. I go, what are you wearing? And he goes, oh, man, it's a new thing. You got to get yourself a pair. And uh, you, I mean, I don't even know how far we should jump ahead, but I'll, I'll save that story for later. But you were one of the first guys ever wearing those things.
1: And,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know. You made them look cool for some reason. Everybody else I've seen wear those since looks terrible. You put them on, I'm like, I got to get a pair.
1: <laughs> well, listen, man, listen. We, um, what I was saying was, I, I ran into It's probably like two years ago at the, uh, I was hanging out, Um. you know, behind the comedy store. And, you know, everybody's in the hallway chilling. It's like me, Ian Edwards, Eric Griffin kicking it. And then Porsche pulls up and, you know, a Porsche pulls back there. And you're like, okay, uh, this is not Bobby Lee, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bobby Lee. And who gets out? Sebastian and Seinfeld. And that's when we we're like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And it, it was a scene, man, it, it felt... You know it felt like uh like out of Goodfellas, where they where where you guys were like wandering through the uh the back entrance to the copa and I don't know who was on they got off stage uh special get Sebastian goes on destroys a joke about uh bombs like like terrorists or bombs or something, and then Seinfeld goes on and and does his thing but gives you like the utmost and in, incest i'm like that's this this how about sebastian that's my favorite comic right now i'm like yeah yeah this is this is a different level this is a different level of hotness and, and yes yeah, shout out to Pete Corielli and and your show with uh Pete on XM Radio, the the Pete and Sebastian Show, man. Um, yeah, I was I was as 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 a friend, but also a fan, man. I was just I was I was proud and, and super proud of your your success and everything that that you've achieved because it also inspires the rest of us that that there's more out there, you know.
0: Well, I appreciate that. That night was a very special night. Uh, Jerry and I had just gone to dinner, and this was the first time I went to dinner with Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, uh, yeah, that in itself was like right. Am I going to pick up the check? (laughs) How's this? So after I said, I'm going to the comedy store. You want to come? He's like, I, I I've never really performed at the comedy store, Mm. which Mm. I'm shocked. And, uh, he went up that night and afterwards he told me he had such a great time, uh, at the comedy store. He was more of an improv guy, I guess uh, on the come up. So, uh, yeah man it was uh, one of those nights was very magical and uh it's it's been uh it's been good knock on wood you know i've been doing this since yeah. so, what nineteen ninety eight and mm-hmm. uh, we did that show uh, in the Middle East, uh, and I don't really remember a lot of yeah. that because yeah. I went to the Middle East during that. time. I think you went there multiple times too, if I'm not mistaken. Did
1: I've, I've been. That was that was my first time. Um, that was my first time, and I've been back a, a bunch of times. You know, they 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 showed love and and had a great payday, so I started going there a couple of times a year. Shout out to to Ahmed Ahmed and and uh and Maj Jabrani and and uh Arin Kadir and Dean Obidala because they really helped create the whole comedy scene um with the axis of evil uh comedy tour over there and then um for me I know Ahmed and I we were in South Africa with Angelo Sarukis um in summer of, of '09. and uh you know uh, Ahmed is like have you ever been to uh, the middle east I said no he was like You'll blow up over there. I'm like, easy. That's probably not the best the best lingo to use, but he, he put me on tour with you and Angelo, and it it was uh it was, it was an adventure, man. It was an adventure.
0: So let me set the table for, for your yeah, audience. Says, yeah.
1: Um
0: we're in the Middle East, we're in Saudi Arabia, I believe it was Riyadh. Yeah,
1: Riyadh. Riyadh. Okay.
0: And uh, the promoter, his name was Peter. Uh, Peter. said he was going to take us to a dinner where uh, the Prime Minister of Italy at the time, Silvio Berlusconi, Berlusconi, was going to be speaking. Now, generally, I don't do this type of stuff as right. far as if somebody invites me out, especially in a foreign country, especially Saudi Arabia, I'm like, right. let, I'm, I'm going to be watching TV tonight, but Everybody was going, I figure, all right, this guy must know Silvio, and we're gonna sit down and break bread with this guy. Now right. we pull up and and you could fill in the holes because a lot of this is spotty. There's 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 right. things that I remember that stand out from this night. Yeah. Um one of one of which was a full blown camera guy with a spotlight that <laughs> Well, that was literally filming this happen. Now outside
1: the was it the uh was it, it, was, it embassy was,
0: that we were at? It there? was
1: the embassy. So I'm let me let me fill in a couple of blanks. Yeah. So firstly, so we we we're doing Jeddah and Riyadh in Saudi. So but,
0: first of all, did did, did did the Middle East bleed right into you? You're saying these things like you live there
1: for three years. I, I <laughs> I've been back a couple of times, so that's je why da, yeah, da, <laughs> it's I've I've had practice for a decade, man. <laughs> they they pay well, man. So so we so before we even go, you know, we, we've never been there. So we're all nervous because every time um Ahmed, you call Ahmed, you're like, yo, so are we good? He's like, yeah, you know what, um, they're getting your visa and you'll be squared away. Just tell them that you're a, a consultant. Right? Let them know you're a consultant. So you're like, all right, what kind of consultant? No, it's fine. But we're nervous because we're like, well, what, what, is that, what does that mean? Does that mean when we land that you're going to like they're gonna grill us so before I even went I'm in the mirror practice that, oh yeah I'm um consulting I you know I gotta consult you know and I have no idea so I'm nervous so we connect through Switzerland this is when I met you I'll, I'll never forget because it was during the 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 highs where um, millions of of Muslims uh, worldwide. Converge on uh, on Saudi Arabia to go to Mecca. So where which I'm chilling in 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 Switzerland. Um, some some nerd is taking pictures of them. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to do that. And out of the corner of my eye, I look over, and and this is, I'll never forget. I look over the corner of my eye, and Sebastian, who I've never met, is maybe ten seats away from me, like this. What? The hell are we doing? <laughs> Why are we here? And I fell out laughing, and then we just went on this adventure. So Peter, who's an expat, lives over in uh, in in the Middle East. He lands. He's an eccentric. Um, the shows are underground, right? They're not even. They're. Prom- I think they promoted them on on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so on the way to the first show, and the shows technically take place on the um uh the venezuelan um dq district uh quarters so technically the show's in venezuela and not saudi that's why i was okay mm-hmm. to do the shows and the same thing uh the the italian consulate so when we we do the first show um angelo's selling merch but the, the moral police are standing right outside of the, the the doors. So it's weird because if you step outside you're you're in Saudi, but if you step inside, women take take off their, their full uh covering and they're in Metallica and all that. So do like a fifteen hundred seat soccer field. They put seats out on the soccer field. Um, we have a great show. Uh the next day, Peter's like, Yeah, so cheers, so um we, we have this camera crew we're shooting us. So we're going to shoot a documentary and we're we're, we're we're going we're going to um do this show but then then the next night Berlusconi is going to be there and we're going to have you guys going so we're like we don't want to what? Peter buys us suits unbeknownst to us right? He goes and buys suits my suit fit well Sebastian's suit fit uh Immaculately, like it looked tailored, custom.
0: the thing, custom. I put the thing on and I go. The the hem was beautiful. The shoulders, everything just laid right. And yeah. I go, yeah. I've never, I've never been, uh, I've never been given a suit that I don't have to do anything to. Right, right. So we go to this thing. And we're outside, it's like a nightclub, trying to negotiate to get in, and I didn't right. feel right. I just didn't feel right. Yeah. like when I was like, I yeah. something, something's wrong here. We yeah. we end up getting in, and we're just standing amongst. Uh, was it was it security?
1: It's, what was it? It's it's it's. I mean, this is an event, so it's the equivalent of if you went to some state dinner at the White House, right? <laughs> And we don't know what's going on, but we're like, all right, well, we just blend in. But Peter and his Peter got hemped up in the back. And when he finally gets in, he has these cameras going while the prime minister of Italy is speaking. And he's not, he's. (laughs) This is insecure. This is this is a security threat. <laughs> and eventually, security swarms on him, and you just hear, cheers, cheers, no, cheers, no, I'm supposed. And then they're going to guide him out. And I'll never forget, because I'm wearing a suit yeah. that he got me, but I have these shoes on, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That was, because
0: I looked over to my left, and you're standing there. And I don't know. For some reason, you look like you belong there. I don't know I, why. I was, I, was, I
1: was trying, man. I was trying. You just I was lying. trying. In my mind, I was trying to blend in, but I knew.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was I I felt out of place, and there were all Italians there.
1: Yeah, you, you were you, the you, only one that looked like you fit.
0: <laughs> so you fit. You're sitting there with your aqua socks on in the in, in the suit, and I go, "This just don't even. They're they gonna come up to him and, and and escort him out just just
1: on the aqua socks alone, but, yeah. Yeah. And 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 what's funny is as they were escorting Peter out, it's almost like they they turned like, "Now you know," and I was like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> you're right. you're right." And then Sebastian Sebastian who could have stayed. And probably wound up uh, becoming a head of state for <laughs> Italy. I was like, all right, let's go. And then, then your 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 shy town turned on man, and and you're like, nah, this this let's get out of here. We let's get out of here. We shouldn't be us. Get out of here. Yeah,
0: because he wanted to go back in. This guy. We we, yeah. we were in the, we the car. He's like, how we gonna go back in? I go back in, guy. It's over. We're going home, man. We're in Saudi Arabia for Christ's sake. But uh yeah, it was it was a hell of an experience. Um and uh, I'm I'm so glad that you were there to uh to experience with uh with me because man, I would have been completely you know, it's like when you go on those trips, you're you're hoping you, you get paired up with some cool people. Right. And, right. Uh, right. It
1: yeah. was definitely fun. No, it was it was it was it was an adventure. Um because we've been it was such an adventure. We got into a two car wrecks or two car accidents heading to the, the first night of shows and and for those that have never been to Saudi um, if you've ever dealt with New York City cab drivers and thought they were bad that's where they grow them because there were no lanes, we're just, you know we're zigzagging, we're running behind to get to this show, we're on as they called it Saudi time and we get we, we, we're we in the back of the car and you <laughs> And and we were like, yo! And Peter, cool, cool as a, as a he's like he's like, cheers! And just sped off. Yeah. And it, it happened again. It happened two. We got into two car accidents. And and I'll never forget on the way back from that that final um, uh, you know, uh, Italian consulate thing. Um, I'm like, yo, I still they still owe me some money. Somebody, I <laughs> right. Because these there's no like contract or whatever, so I'm like, yo, I still, I'm missing five. So, I, so eventually, I'm like, hey, uh, yo, Peter, um, I ain't get the rest of my money. I got my deposit. He's like, oh, what's what's between us? I said, dude, I had like five stacks. Dude, I, it's Saturday night, and we go to the airport because uh, we're flying back that night. That's what's crazy, right? This is all happening, and we're flying out. At like one AM that night, we get to I didn't even know you could take that type of money out of an ATM. (laughs) You can't in the States. The states you have a limit of six hundred dollars. This dude five stacks, and I just he gives me a knot of money that I'm now traveling back to Brooklyn, New York with (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was all done on the DL. There was so yeah. much uh, this and that of it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it, uh, it was definitely an experience. And I've been, you know, all over uh, in that area. We went to Lebanon and on a, a yeah. separate trip, uh, uh, Qatar, Dubai. It, it was a hot time in 08, 09 over there. And like you yeah. said, they were paying Really, really well. Uh, I don't know yeah. what the comedy scene is now there. Um, I don't know. Have you been back? Uh.
1: Yeah, I think you know what. Um, God, I just saw Godfrey's on, on the street. What up, have got. Um, we were supposed to do a tour in uh in March. We were supposed to go on tour out there in March. Two weeks in Qatar, uh, Saudi, uh, um, I don't, uh, um, Bahrain, oh, wow. Kuwait. And uh and one more one more city, um but it got postponed until obviously until obviously this is all uh is all over. But they've they've uh they've shown love and the comedy scene is definitely built up from when we first went there. Like I I, I, I think I first met Mo Amer doing um either Amman, Jordan or Egypt and that was in maybe twenty twelve and and now the scene is so much so much busier um over there now which is great because that just means that that comedy is, is is thriving um in more areas of the world which 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 I love you know cuz it it creates opportunities for us but also for for the comedy scene that might not have been there yeah
0: you know? no it's, uh, it was nice to see it was it was kind of in its beginning stages when we right. were so i was wondering where it was going to go if people uh were going to start doing stand up there and and, and right comedy clubs and whatnot uh by the way godfrey uh one night at the laugh factory came up to me and we have this inside joke running he goes we should do a good looking comedy tour i go <laughs> just get good looking comedians." <laughs> so, that is yet to happen but that, that That's is
1: godfrey. godfrey's idea good looking comedian. <laughs> Just the posters, just y'all sweltering, just <laughs> looking not funny, just looking cool. Godfrey's a nut, man. So so Sebastian, man, take take us back, man. Like when um you said you started in ninety
0: eight? Yeah, I moved out uh from Chicago to Los Angeles in nineteen
1: ninety eight with uh, okay. ten
0: thousand dollars in the bank. I uh I knew I was going to come out a year prior. So I saved up some money. I didn't know anybody out here. Uh, I, I I didn't, you know, have a, first of all, I didn't want to couch surf because right? I just, that's not my thing. I, I don't like sleeping right. on people's couches and then right. bothering people with the, Hey, right. do you mind if I stay here for a couple of weeks? I just wanted to kind of get my own apartment, get my feet wet, yeah. uh, get a job waiting tables. That's what I did uh, basically uh, throughout college. And, and right. uh, uh, and I came out here and, and I started working at the Four Seasons Hotel as a basically a cocktail waitress in the Windows Lounge and uh, started doing. Sounds sexy. <laughs> it was me and eight <laughs> girls. So I got the job because the guy who was running the Four Seasons Food and Beverage Department at the time was from Chicago, happened to be God. gay. I think he he thought, you know, I was a good-looking guy and go we he's like you we, you got to have we got to have you here. You
1: know, we got to <laughs> we got to put you in the windows lounge. He goes, the you way- know, the- did, <laughs> did you know that like did you sense get a sense of of that's why he was hiring you? So Godfrey I, was right. Yeah, I, I,
0: yeah, of course. Uh <laughs> he uh he was he was great. His name was Sean and uh he's like Oh cuz I was I was I was interviewing for room service. At this point I was like I got to get in somewhere. I got to start making some cash. He goes you don't belong in room service. You belong in the, in the in the windows lounge. And I ended up working there for 7 years just uh paying the bills while I was mm-hmm. doing stand up comedy at uh you know, uh, open mic nights and and wherever they would have me. I was I was mm-hmm. that that's basically how it works for the young comedians that might be listening is got to get your feet wet you know and 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 i don't know the the comedy scene now coming up uh what with the internet and how people are doing it right but back in 98 to 2005 it was uh oh you got a gig at uh you know mckelly's restaurant in the back yeah i'll be there at eight o'clock and then you would bounce to a laundromat or you would bounce to a place called highland grounds out here used to have open mics where you know, you used to go up after a guy playing the banjo. So you just had to get your feet wet. You you, you had to get stage time. Right, um, right. And for myself, it was a slow burn. It was something that, you know, it didn't happen overnight for me. It was every year I would get a little little nugget, a little piece. Uh, you know, right. O'Brien would have me on or I would. Get at comedy central presents as you mentioned or we right, go to right, montreal right. and maybe you start last, making some right. buzz right. there so right. yeah it wasn't anything that i could say oh that was uh that was it that's what kind of right. put me right it was a it was a it was a foundation of of things that uh then just kind of grew and grew and grew and uh for me i think what did it for me as far as gaining an audience and getting a following was uh, me talking about uh, my personal stuff uh, uh, particularly the uh, my nationality being Italian
1: right. and how
0: I was raised and I think a lot of people kind of gravitated towards that
1: Wait, you're Italian? Um, no. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm 25% <laughs> Now, before before you even got to, had you did you start in L.A. or had you started in in Chicago area and and had st- sort of built up the idea, you know, this is what I I want to do, and then you're going to move on to uh to L.A. or did you start pursuing comedy in L.A.
0: Uh, the only time I did comedy in Chicago is uh, I went to Northern Illinois University and they had like a comedy night. I did it once there. Basically graduated, spent a year and a few months in, in Chicago and then started comedy in L.A. I just didn't know wow. any. Wow. Back. I didn't know that the stage time out here is not as abundant in, in mm-hmm. New York. I just thought, hey, you want to get into uh, the entertainment business? You go to Los Angeles. Right. And right. Uh, I, st- I started uh, doing comedy in L.A. and uh, it was it was difficult just because. You know, in New York City, you got 20-some-odd clubs to bounce around here. You got four. And then the rest of the time, you're doing, uh, you know, bringer shows. Right. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, for me, it was uh, get on stage as much as you possibly can. Work on the act. Work on the material. Develop, uh, you know, I like to look at comedy as just very repetitive uh, and getting the, the... the jokes and the and the words right and the movements right so for me it takes a while to kind of work all that out on stage
1: right have you have you always been because I, you know what i what i what i love about you perform watching you perform and and enjoying your, your style is that you're very physical right and so Coming up in uh in in LA like the LA system of uh of comics that are out there you know you're out there and Ian and Ian Edwards and, and Dane Cook and, and and heavy hitters and eventually Burr and what for me what made me want to watch you was not only how you painted a picture but you actually you you acted out you saw the scenes unfold because you became your pops you know you became your dad you became whatever scene you were you were creating to where you actually like like I said when I first saw you you know in in Switzerland you know you looking over at me was stuck with me because it was a funny face that I've seen numerous times now on stage and I'm like, no, this dude like really commits his whole body. So when you first started in 98, is that something that that was with you back then? And you've just always been very physic physically uh, into performing or is it something that developed over time?
0: Yeah, the, the, the physicality and the facial expressions was something for me that wasn't immediate. It was uh, getting comfortable with myself on stage enough to, start uh not caring and not editing myself and not looking at myself going you look like a fool
1: Uh, right so yeah
0: for me it was you know maybe seven eight years in i really started getting animated acting out the stories (laughs) shit nowadays i mean people come to a show they have such a a, a low attention span you gotta you gotta light yourself on fire up there you know it's uh you gotta give them something (laughs) to watch and i like doing it i mean there's a you know a happy medium where right. you know if you do it too much you look it's like all right guy you know goofing yeah, right how much you how much you're gonna flop around like this so I try to add just enough where it's it adds to the show and it doesn't distract uh, right. I'm hunched over I'm I'm reading these uh, you're hunched over yeah I because I got a a tripod here if I move it any closer you're you're gonna see just my eyes so I'm, I'm hunched in. To the Instagram live, I got it rigged up on this tripod right that I, that I generally it's like listen i'm forty seven years
1: old what do you what do you right. what do you expect me to do with social media right. hey, I mean, come like on. I said, let me tell you something dude like right before you got my text, and i I said to myself i said sebastian and and salute to you because you were put not only punctual. But you actually, I was this morning, I woke up and and normally whoever, whomever I have on that night, I just corrected my my grammar just in case, uh, because I know my wife can see and hear this. And I was like, whomever I have on, because I didn't want the good professor to correct me. So whomever I have on, I usually hit them up around noon my time, because I know, you know, uh, with the West Coast time difference, I don't want to, you know, wake anybody up too early. So I had the text loaded and then. We wound up in Ikea and I get your text. Yeah, we're going to, we still got, I'm like, ah, damn. I was like, I forgot. Sebastian is on it. You know, he's punctual. So, (laughs) so I, so I appreciate your punctuality. And then at 1155, my time, Instagram had some sort of update to where the live button is now. I I'm searching for, I'm like, come on, man, don't now. So I'm calling my daughter. I'm like, ew. Hey, fix this thing so I can find how to do the live. <laughs> well, we made it. We made it work. No, you know, it,
0: I've always uh, lived by uh, punctuality is the prince of politeness. Yes. And uh, it's amazing how many people out there, if you say, hey, I'm going to meet you for lunch or I'm going to meet you for a meeting. I'm the type of guy, if I'm gonna meet you for lunch, I show up 15 minutes early. I hang out in the parking lot in my car right. and then right. I wait to see if you show up and then I right. go in after you. But <laughs> if you're if you're late, I go in before. Like if, if you don't come by the time we're supposed to meet, I then go in. But I'm right. like I'm always nervous that I'm gonna keep people waiting. Or right. people are gonna look Fresh. at me like, ah, oh, this guy, this scare thinks yeah. he's he's a hot stuff. He could show up twenty. Right. 20. I don't like. I'm not into yeah. late.
1: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm the. I'm the same way. I, Chris Rock said uh, his pops told him. He said, "There's no such thing as on. There's no such thing as early. It's on time or late." <laughs> and so I always <laughs> hear that, and I hate even even if it's even if it's only two minutes. I'm, I'm the type that. I'm texting people late. Yeah, hey, I'm on my way. Five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. Just because I, you, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that person that people are like. Yeah, this guy thinks, uh, thinks it doesn't smell and he can get here whenever. <laughs> you know, that's just, which is which is irritating. You know. Um. So, are, are you in New York? So I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. Good. so you live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was looking. You know, at I, I just I I spend my pandemics here. I know. <laughs> Uh, normally I'm in L.A., but when there's a global pandemic, I prefer the East Coast for the cold.
0: So have you gotten up at all anywhere during this pandemic as far as doing stand-up?
1: I didn't do anything for the first, what, five. Th- I did one thing actually on IG Live. Um, it's Ali Sadiq, he actually um, put together what's what was a nice show. He had this thing called Corona Comedy where he was hosting. So he come on split screen like this. he do do like 10 minutes. He had a DJ. It was like doing an urban room back in the day. Um, had a DJ. He'd come on, do 10 minutes, bring you in. He'd step off camera, and then I'm sitting in my dining room doing jokes. And, you know, because I because I do the impressions, I just, you know, I did one from Denzel Washington to Tracy Morgan. I just did, I did a whole run of impressions that crushed got a great set, people's people uh he put the cash app up, made made some decent money. And I was like, that's it for me. I didn't I don't like virtual shows. I uh I, I was supposed to do something with nowhere comedy um one time, but it it was it was literally right before um uh George Floyd was murdered and so when when it was my date was approached, I was like, I'm not in the mood to 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 sit to sit at my computer. Hey, so how about the cop you know? Uh and so then I had something coming up and from September to mid October I had about six weeks of uh of road work. That's where you uh saw me with the two masks on in the in the airport. And I did uh Minneapolis, um uh, uh Acme in Minneapolis, Helium Indianapolis. Uh, Rhode Island comedy connection and uh, some stuff in LA um, and Long Beach and then Kansas City and and after that by mid mid October I was like I'm good I saw the numbers started climbing I'm like that's enough that's yeah. enough for me but but it was great it was I didn't realize how much I missed the stage man until till I got back that first night especially that first night it was it was awesome it was socially distant you know the People were were um, further away from me and uh, spaced apart from each other. But you know, we're 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 men of the people, so we like you know the 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 meet and greet and the kicking it and, and feeling people's energy. And so that 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 feels a little off. So I'm I'm chilling in the crib. Yeah. You know what? What about you? No.
0: Uh, I just did a couple shows in Las Vegas at the Wynn Hotel. They were entertaining some high rollers and doing social okay. shows, so I only did four shows there. And other than that, I'm just kind of patiently waiting to get back right. at stand-up, which I don't... I don't know. It I, looks like it might not come back until, I'm guessing, October.
1: <laughs> right, of, of 2021. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not really optimistic. I, I kind of live in the negative, so... You know, like my wife's like, no, oh, you know, they're getting the vaccine, and you know, and maybe right. by June, I, I do October yeah. probably, but uh, right. yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I mean, listen, yeah. uh, a lot of people got a worse, uh, uh, and I understand that, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not that I'm. It's it's for me, stand up comedy is like kind of my therapy and my lifeline. Yeah. So all this yeah. stuff that's in my head, normally got to flush it out. Right. God bless yeah. my wife, because I've been walking around, like, the first, you know, three months. I, I was in, like, this mood, you know? Yeah. Because if I don't do it for a while, I get, like, in a mood where Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a taste in my mouth that I got to get rid of. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, she was like, you got to get up on stage. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So i just been doing, like, corporate Zoom shows, which is moderated. Oh, and it's like, uh, you know, it it, it it works. I didn't want to do it at first. I'm like, this is... This ain't gonna work. I'm gonna sit at my laptop in a chair right. and make people right. laugh, but it's, I kind of massaged it in my own way. And right. I've, 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 I, I actually look forward to them. It's, it's, uh, it's nice to right. kind of talk to people. Cause yeah, uh, in California yeah. over here, you can't leave the hot, I mean, you go get your mail, you gotta have a mask on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're right. It is the, the, honestly, that's what this has become for me uh doing this monday night thing man is is i'm like you know i I look forward to i'm like i'm not getting on stage the way i'm used to um and i miss the green room i miss the hanging out in the hallway at the comedy store upstairs at the laugh factory or at the table at the comedy cellar so when i started doing this godfrey again godfrey's the one that motivated me and said "Nah, dude no dude Dean, you gotta you gotta just do it man you just got and so i was like all right and and this you're you're our 34th uh episode we've been doing wow. this since since april and had everybody from obviously you to gavigan and tiffany and uh uh, uh Afeon, godfrey obviously yamanika yeah, I just just the list goes on for any new viewers if you want to see any previous episodes they're all on my page and uh and next week we have um we have phase on love um from 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 the friday series big worm and, and couples retreat and so many other uh great films and, and also a great uh comic man I, I just been reaching out to people like yo you wanna, wanna come on on monday and he was i had him yesterday he was like he was like of course he was like yeah let's let's do it so i was like all right cool and and i have a couple other uh people you all are familiar with that are that are that are coming on but but until they lock in i ain't saying nothing and <laughs> then people like yo why you my spot like that so um but going back back to you man when did you when did you start realizing that uh there was sort of a shift and you started building uh a following
0: yeah so um between 2005, hey, 2005 to 2015, 10 years, I would go to the comedy clubs, You know, get there on a Wednesday, do the press on a Thursday. Another thing a lot of comedians don't like doing is getting up early to go do press. The way I look at it is if no one knows you're there, they ain't going to come see you. Right, right. They don't just put your name up on the billboard and people come. You got to go out and generate some interest. So, right, I looked at it as as a business. You got to go out there. You got to you got to make people aware of who you you are. You do whatever the six shows for Mm twelve hundred bucks for the week. And like yourself, I would go out, meet people, take photos with people. I would have my DVDs. I was not into selling my own stuff. I've seen comedians out there. They got the t-shirt over their shoulder. They're wearing their hat. It's like yeah. a flea market, right? Yeah. I go, listen, yeah. I ain't doing that. I yeah. go, get a guy at the club and I'll, I'll pay him whatever. Right. whatever. Right. If we make a lot of money, I'll give him a lot of money. Uh, right. and He'll sell and he'll take the money because I did that once. I felt so cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it, making
0: change, like yeah. yeah. Hold on, one second. Did you like the show? Did you like the show? I, I can't.
1: I can't do it.
0: <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and can, I, can I just interject? Yeah. The reason, and I agree, man. And, and for years, I was like, I I don't. It 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 takes away from the mystique, right? You you just did an hour on stage. People are looking at you like, "Wow, he's a star!" And then after the show, you want a picture? You want, a, you want this? This is actually my merch, right? Cool for the mugger. That's my T-shirt. I have my dates on the back. But again, I do the same thing. I have a guy from the club because there's something awkward about, uh, "Oh, you want to buy a shirt?" And then them look them handing you the money. And you're like, "Oh, thanks!" And just, mm, just burying your hand in your pocket with the money. Next. Yeah, it, it it takes away from the mystique.
0: Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, yeah. So, um, But I would wait till every... The way I looked at it, as you're coming to my show, you're spending $20, 25 whatever it was to get in. Two drink minimum. You pay for parking. You get a babysitter. All this stuff they're doing to come see you perform. Yeah. I looked at it as... If you came to my house for a drink, I wouldn't say there's the door take care i would take you out to nice to see you thank you right. for coming and it was yeah. for me it was more of a, just a hospitality thing i, I think I agree. a it's it's my upbringing through mm-hmm. my parents and b i worked at the four seasons hotel and uh th- that's all it is is hospitality there so mm-hmm. uh and you know i started to see the next time i went to dallas the couple that came brought a couple and then the next time i came back to new jersey like uh, a neighborhood would come you know like it was like um, word of mouth right. like hey you got right. come see this guy it's like he he grew up on our block it seems he, he's talking right. about stuff that is very specific to our culture and our upbringing and right. you know by the end of it it just it just it swelled you know it, it was one of right. those things where uh I was even scared to go into the theaters because I was like, I don't know. I was doing like uh, 14 shows at the at Gotham Comedy Club. I go, right. I don't know. I don't know. Should I, should I go to a theater? I was, I right. was, doing 14. I was exhausted.
1: Right, so, right, right. Uh, right. And, Mizz- and is like, no, you're fine. 14 is fine. It's not 15. You'll be you'll be good. Don't worry. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Mizzilli, man. Yeah,
0: he's great, man. Those guys he's, are
1: awesome. Chris, Chris, everybody else is in pajamas. Chris is in a suit right now. I think
0: he sleeps in a suit. He does. This he guy, does. I've never seen him in shorts, jeans, and no. always a jacket. You ever go out to eat with Chris Mazzilli? Nah. He no. wears a bib. <laughs> he He takes the linen from the table, and he puts it in his... And he's got a full... I and I'm like, what? I've never seen that before. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> I want to get my suit
1: dirty. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, Brazilly the a goods man. So you, so you graduate reluctantly to theaters, and, and uh, I'm guessing because if you if you're doing theaters, you know, and, and for for people that don't understand, you go from doing you know six seven shows at Gotham Comedy Club, to now I can play uh, 1,500, I don't know how many, I think the the Beacon is like 3,000-ish or so. So now, okay, well, here, I can play the Beacon. Are you reluctant because you're afraid you're not going to sell out?
0: Well, here's the thing on the theaters. Uh, That's why I didn't jump into theaters earlier. Number one, the ticket price on a theater jumps up significantly from a comedy club. Right. Uh, because the theater has expenses and the theater generally are union where you have right. to pay, especially at the Beacon, which right. they got like three elevator operators. Literally, you would go to the elevator and elevator operator would press the, the three for you. And then when you <laughs> came back down, there would be another guy in there. Right? Where's, the, where's the other guy? He's on break. On break? From pressing buttons on an elevator? So, you know, there's a... What a lot of people don't understand this, uh, you know, people go, oh, you charge too much money. First of all, a lot of the, the, a lot of the ticket prices people buy are on, a, you know, the third and fourth. They're, they're from scalpers. And, right. and B, you have to charge more money than a comedy club just because your expenses are now increased. And I like right. to have screens at my shows so people can see the facial expressions and the body right. movement. So you got to bring in, you know, some, some crew. Right. Uh, so right. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess I'll go up and, and, and see if I could break into the theater market. And and, and, and it was like not, it was like a thousand seats. It started at thousand seats. Next right. time let's do 1500 based on where I was at in the country. And then, right. um, yeah. And then, you know, you start to see, okay, you know, the theaters are working, people are coming and enjoying mm-hmm. themselves. And, and then, uh you know, just every every step you just gotta make the decision. I like the comedy clubs. don't get me wrong,
1: right. I right. really
0: enjoy yeah. working the comedy clubs. It was just right. that I would literally have to work a lot of a lot of shows, and yeah you know, your voice starts to go, you yeah. become fatigued. Yeah. My father was like, "You can't do this shit. you can't do fourteen shows you you're gonna you're gonna get tired, and the people that right. come to the to the to the twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth show, they're going to yeah. see something that might not be as premium as you want it to be. And you know, right. my father's a hairdresser, and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> right. this guy's like my biggest critic and my biggest fan. Right. So, uh, right, he, uh, he definitely definitely has some good wisdom, but often speaks his opinion very too much sometimes.
1: Right, right, but it, but it, but it's given you some some great uh, comedy and some great feedback and uh and insight, man. Because I, I I remember, again, you know, friend but fan, and I remember when you you were doing Radio City, I was like, wow, that's that's big. And then the following year, um, I think I was doing Gotham, and and Chris was like, yeah, yeah, Sebastian's uh, he's doing the garden. I said, Sebastian's doing the garden, and listen. You know, there are a lot of people that will say, because, again, comedy is best at its most intimate in a club is where it belongs. But the garden is the garden is the garden, right? The garden is MSG. That's where Ali Ford. That's where the Knicks won a thousand years ago.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so... Was there any level of intimidation when when you because you already said going from clubs to theaters was was um, just a mental challenge saying, OK, well, are they going to feel me? But at that point, if you're doing The Garden, are you saying to yourself, I got this?
0: Uh, well, The Garden has a definite mystique to it. It's yeah. uh, one of these, you know, iconic venues. Like you say, Ali, I remember Michael Jordan, huge Chicago Bulls fan. You know, over John Starks and all this yeah, stuff, and yeah, I'm like, my yeah. God,
1: and now and Billy Joel and, Star- and- Starks blocked him that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a New Yorker, so I gotta. <laughs> we we lost, but Starks did get that one, on, yeah, and, and yeah. he dunked on. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so all these all these moments that you're speaking of yeah. happens in this building, and you know, uh, it was for me, it was surreal. I had. The first show I did there, I had my daughter and my my wife come up on stage after uh, to take photos, which, that's you know, nice. just it was just surreal for me to have them up on stage kind of enjoying the the moment. And then uh, the second show, I called my dad up, who was, yeah, didn't nice. even know I was going to do it. And just to see him, you know, I it's just just wide-eyed and a smile from ear to ear uh yeah and bringing up my family my sister and my mother and it was it was one of those shows i wasn't happy really with my performance because i was really uh i didn't i didn't like uh take it in i should have slowed down a little bit and enjoyed it and Mm. I, Mm. i i i wish i would have uh not been so like critical of myself and mm-hmm. uh, i just wanted it to be a better you know like sometimes you like the big show and then you go out there and you're like uh, that didn't really meet my expectations of what this
1: mm-hmm. would right been. right
0: but uh it was definitely the highlight of my career to do that and uh, mm-hmm. i never set out to do it i never all I did when I came out in 1998, I told myself, I just want to do stand-up comedy for a living. That's all I want to do. Right, I enjoy making right. people laugh. I love to perform. And if I could do this and feed my family and pay the rent, I'd be happy. And, uh, you know, I never, it, it was it was never on my vision board. By the way, I don't have right. a vision board. Right.
1: Uh, no, we know. <laughs> we know. We know if anyone doesn't have a vision board, <laughs> it's you, dog. <laughs>
0: So uh yeah and you know what what's happened uh, is is just like kind of gravy on the on the biscuits you know
1: Yeah 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 did you because you you were critical of yourself were would you say the reason that um you didn't i guess slow down and take it in when you were doing the garden uh was it you were so focused on i got to i got to i got to make sure this is a great set yeah. Instead of where you were in your head more instead yeah. of just just relax and enjoying the moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was I was really wanting it to be something. And sometimes when you're willing it and to happen, it doesn't happen. Sometimes right. you are just in the moment and you're not in your head right it's just when things it's just when jokes come out of you that you never knew were in you you know and sometimes right. you're on a stage and something comes out you're like where'd that come from it's just because you were in the moment you were you were just having an exchange of energy with the crowd and it just uh it came out that way but you know i i've always done this my whole career i'm i'm always self Analyzing, and I and I do this right. with my family, and you know, I said I, don't, I didn't like it. They're like, what are you nuts? That was great, and the right. I said I I was really happy with it. They're like, what are you nuts? That sucked. So I'm not a good gauge, I guess, sometimes. Right. But it's a right. feeling, you know. Like I I don't listen to the laughter. I mm-hmm. am more in tune to how I'm feeling
1: on stage yeah.
0: while I'm yeah. doing it.
1: Well. Excuse me and that's the beauty of uh, that that shows that you enjoy what you do as well, right? Because yeah, we 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 perform and we're giving it for you all for the audience to enjoy it, but if you're not enjoying it, then then what's what's the point of any of it? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's You know, that's how I feel. But you 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 know, one wouldn't think you could go higher from, you know, selling out arenas and and touring the world and being on, you know, Forbes top 10 earning comics. And then you, you transition, not just the film, you transition to to two, to two great movies that are, that are um, Oscar winners in the green book and in uh, the, the Irishman. Did did either of those? Did those both come out? Because you were obviously you're playing Italians, um, Italian Americans. Did those were those um, because of your success as a standup or as an actor? They said, oh, you know this, or, or is it a merging of the two? Uh,
0: yeah, I I think what it is is once you uh, gain some success in one part of entertainment, it mm-hmm. opens the doors for other avenues so you know where i used to audition in front of the casting director (laughs) right Right. now i'm auditioning in front of the director and the the people that are going to make the decisions and it helps because they sometimes are fans of stand up and and what you do so i'm sure you walked into a room in the casting Oh, i love your impressions and right away Your confidence is already yeah. right. oh wow yeah. okay she likes what I right. do so um, so for me this is kind of what happened uh, with the green book I went in for the audition talked to the writer and and the director and uh, and then I got the call and like hey yeah they, they they love you and and they love to give you the part and I was like wow and then with yeah. the green book or with the Irishman it was a lot different. Scott Stacey I mean that's wow. you know they asked me, do you want to send in a tape from LA or do you want to fly out to New York and audition in front of the casting director? Now the casting director is like Scorsese's right hand. So I said, right. I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go in the room. Cause when you're in the room, who knows what's gonna happen, right?
1: Right. You
0: might right. I, was just, I
1: was just gonna to... ask you that too. What made you, what made you say, I know why, but this is for the people that are watching. What made you say, you know what, I'm gonna go to New York as opposed to just sending a video? Like, what's the difference, do you think, between going on tape and being in the room?
0: Yeah, so you send the tape, that's the easy way to do it, right? Right, right. You don't have to go anywhere. You put your camera up and right. you send in the tape and you say, I hope they like it. Right. The the, the, the difficult thing to do is get on a plane and, and go and check into a hotel, and it's, it's, it's a little bit more involved, right? Right. But my head thinking, I'm going to go in a room and knock this out of the park. Maybe have like some funny banter with her. Who knows? A lot of this stuff is like, do you like the, the person? Right. Right. So here's where I lose my confidence. And I know I just said, sometimes you feel when someone says, I love your stand up that you feel a, a boat of confidence. But for this, she tells me, You're looking really good for this, all right? Uh, Mr. Scorsese saw you in a small independent film you did. He loves your joke about the uh, Italian and Jewish wife. And um, you're looking good. Now, that's all you got to tell me (laughs) is I'm looking good. And I'm going to shit the bed. Now, if you told me this is a long shot, we don't know where this is going to go. Then I'm like, all right, I'm going to show you
1: why right. I have the job. You got a chip. Now you got to prove yourself. Yeah.
0: Right. But this, I i don't know if you've ever been in an audition and you start to get warm. <laughs> you feel that beat of sweat <laughs> go down your back. <laughs> it was a lot of sweat. I was, uh, I was, she was working me hard and I knew, I knew she was working. When they work you like that, it's yeah. like they're hoping you get it. You know, like, okay, let's try it again. Like, come on, let's do it. it's not because you're good. They want the performance and they ain't getting it. Right. I got so uh out of sorts, I lost the saliva in my mouth. That's like... <laughs> my mouth was sweating. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, so I leave. I call my agent. I said, bad news. You're going to get a call. He sucked. Forget it. So he calls me the next day. He goes, well, you were right. She called and said that you weren't consistent enough. And if you're going to be in the scene with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, you have to be very strong. Now, you could do it over with the notes that she's given and send in a tape. So I went to my acting coach, we sent in a tape, and that's the tape that Scorsese saw. He didn't see the tape that I went oh, okay. to New York. So he ended up giving me a different part, though. I didn't, I didn't originally go for Joe Gallo. I, oh, interesting. Yeah, I forget the name of the guy, but it was the guy who was running the taxi stand uh, who was eating the watermelon in the movie because the watermelon had uh, alcohol in it. That was the part that I originally read for.
1: But- <laughs> you know, you know. as soon as you said watermelon, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, now it makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. So um yeah and then you know working with those guys again these are guys I grew up watching and next in the right. first day I'm I'm doing a scene with De Niro and Pesci and wow. uh you know I was you know nervous I was I didn't this is this is the first real acting I've re- really ever done uh, right not comedic you know dramatic yeah. I'm playing a stone cold killer and yeah, uh yeah. But Scorsese is so nice. It's like he guy comes out, he's always laughing, this it's so so nice, so nice to be here. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And right. De Niro and and Pesci were very gracious and uh and I felt like the first day, because I couldn't sleep for two days prior of to course. That. Yeah. And, uh, and and that was uh and that was that. I mean it was it was we were off to the races. It was it was really great.
1: When when you're on set with them, are they um and because I, I remember a story where uh, I think Jay Moore did something with uh, Christopher Walken and he said comics were like unicorns because once people find out that you're a comic and you're on set, they're either going to run every joke they've ever thought of by you or they're just amazed that you actually do this thing called stand up. Was there any of that on on set? Or people kind of like, eh, so, you know, he's one of the guys, he's one of the uh, people on this, on,
0: in the film. Well, I didn't talk to any of the principal actors uh, on set. Oh, okay. Uh, I, was, I, I took the approach, uh, I'm not going to speak unless spoken to, because I don't know what these guys are doing, like, when they yell, right. but I wasn't going right. to go up to De Niro and go, I, I loved you in Casino. You know, I I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to get fired. So right,
1: right. I right. was
0: quiet. People um, on set, you know, like, anywhere I go, I make friends with the staff. Like, I go to yeah. a party. I ain't talking. I'm talking to the waiter and the bartender.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. on a
0: movie. I'm talking to the grip. You right. know, I, I'm not, yeah. like, piped into, like, the principles. I'm just, right. I feel more comfortable talking to the people, like, because um, I was a waiter, I was that guy. I was right, a, right. Know, I no,
1: you on. you care. You care. Yeah, you, care. Just... you care. You, be, be, because re- realistically, you know, again, going back to your your very very blue collar man of the people, where everyone loves you because you're, you know, reading the comments when I when I'm able to. Everyone people people gravitate towards you because you are just amongst the people. You know, whether it's at the garden, whether it's at, at, uh, Dublin's in LA and, and someone's, you know, hosting a hole in the wall spot in LA, you, you've been approachable. I think that, that sticks with you, you know, you, you, you talk to security, you know, cause most people don't. And, and that means, that means the world to, you know, if, 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 if you're on set and there's, there's a security guard and he happens to be Italian American and you go over like, Hey dude, how, how you doing? Uh, what's your name? And you just made that dude's life for for the next month because he went and told everybody, "Yes, smash, smash, y'all go here. He he knows my name, you know that's that means something, and and people appreciate that. Well, no, I mean,
0: thank you. It, it's just it's just how I was. Listen, I just happen to be a guy who is in the entertainment business, but for me, I I've, I've never like. Um, the guys I hang out with, four guys in Chicago. Right. Those those are my guys. It's not like I, I left whatever I had behind and like adopted this new life. Yeah, I, I make relationships along the way. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I, I don't know people in the business. But for me, it's more like, I don't know. I feel more comfortable talking to the guy because I could relate more to them uh Whether it be a waiter, a bartender, or whatnot, because I was doing all that stuff up right. until you know recently. I mean, that's I I was uh, I was working to pay the bills. Uh, no one right. really gave me anything. I was a telemarketer. I was honey ba- right. was glazing uh, ham at honey baked ham at one point. <laughs> I was selling satellite dishes in a kiosk in the ghetto. Right. I, right. I was working at Baldwin Hills Mall out here on Martin Luther King Boulevard for Dish Network selling <laughs> satellite dishes uh, in the mall. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, uh, it was nuts. I, 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 I can't believe I was doing it. Uh, right. But it, it's what I had to do to, to pay the bills.
1: Had to had to pay the bills, man. Well, I'm I'm gonna uh, let you. I know. I, first of all, again, let me say I appreciate you. Uh, you know, coming on here. Shout out to, to Lana. Shout out to your wife for uh making sure I had the the, the updated number. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. Um, the, the somebody has a bunch of texts from me for the last three four years. With well, you did the garden. <laughs> Some some guy, a woman is like, why does this person keeps saying, "Hey, great job! Congrats on the garden."
0: That's, I'm so sorry. I had changed no. my I had changed my number, and the reason my wife here's here's another thing. I got off social media about a right. month ago. Uh, not that I, I'm still posting and whatnot, but no. I'm not like. I found myself. I got two young kids. I like got a three and a half year old and a one and a half yeah. year old now. During this pandemic, you know, like everybody, I would pick up the the, the phone and scroll, and then right. I would get in this deep, like, you know, reading this article or reading a comment right. and this and that. and you have to, I go, what the hell am I doing? I could be right. using this time to be creative, to mm-hmm. to health and fitness, to to run run uh, on the treadmill or or be with my kids. More importantly, right. why am I why am I doing this? I cut it out of my life, and I gotta right. tell you that it's i don't know what's going on in the world but i think it's better
1: bro bro i we 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 uh, angela johnson was on here last week and we were talking about that how how sometimes just disconnect from the matrix it just it, it it's a wonderful feeling just to reset and, and and get your head right and like you said uh focus on what's important you you your uh new family, you know, your 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 wonderful wife or just you or just creating, you know, just working on you or or staying in shape and and I was going to ask you before before you go, um how have you has that all helped you sort of cope with not being able to um be out and about, you know, get on stage as much as you know, you're running, uh working. It looks like here's what's funny from from our perspective when you first got on I was like Yo, Sebastian has a movie theater cuz how you sitting it looks like <laughs> it looks like you have the movie the the movie theater uh seats, man. I see it's a yeah, couch, but it's... Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's the only place in my house where I can get peace and quiet, man.
1: Right, right, right. No. Makes sense. So,
0: um, yeah, no, it, listen. I fell off. I fell off. I, I gained, ooh, man. I gained a good fifteen, sixteen pounds during this pandemic, because basically uh-huh. all I would do is put the kids to bed. Told my wife, "All right, open up a bottle of wine. Let's 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 uh, knock some back." And you know, after a while, it's like, "All right, how many times you're gonna have wine, cheese, and steak every night?" So I'm right. like, you know what? I gotta. And plus, you know, when you got kids, it's you, you... I'm like, I'm an older dad. I'm like, I want to be around. walk her down
1: the aisle you know i don't want to pass away
0: of a heart attack because i was eating prosciutto
1: at midnight right 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 man well hey man appreciate you coming on um shout out to everybody i've seen a lot of people i apologize i can't give everybody a shout out but i'm shouting all, all of you out um we appreciate you checking us out um if you came in late this, this whole uh, chat will be up on my page in, in the next couple of minutes. And like I said, you can catch all of the great uh, comics and guests we've had on for the last 34 weeks up on my page. I am Dean Edwards, Sebastian Maniscalco. Much love, man. Um, thank you, thank you for, for appreciating what I was working on, man, with these shoes. Um, I was supposed to... Listen, I... Because cause I used to, I, I traveled for about three years with these. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a sponsorship. They're going to do a tour. Now, You know what I did? I was a comedian. I got lazy. And I I was like, yeah, that takes work. <laughs> I, like I got I to gotta contact Vibram. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so like, all up, man. And, and uh, I'm going to hang out uh, for like two minutes after, after you sign off. But thanks again, brother. Thank you, man. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. You. Of course, I appreciate you, man. Stay up. Uh, much love to the family. Y'all stay safe during this, and I'll see you uh, once we're all back um, safe and out and about. I'll see you uh, in the parking lot at the uh, at the store or somewhere again, man.
0: You got it. Take care.
1: All right, man. Have a nice Take Christmas. Bye, bye. You too. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, bro. Hey y'all, thank you. Uh Sebastian just bounced. I appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Um again. Uh much love to everybody that tunes in every week. Next week we have my man on Love from Fry- from the Friday series and uh and Couples Retreat and many other great uh films and stand up as well. Um and YouTube. Um and uh and yeah, man, this is your man Dean that was the Fulton Market Protocol? We had another wonderful episode, and I'll catch y'all. We'll be right back here next Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. All love, y'all stay safe. Thank you, Big Vinny. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, Yankees, I see you. Hey, Italian glam. I hope I did you proud eh? uh phase uh, on is so crazy. Yeah, that's my man, though. And uh, we're going to get it in one more game. All right, y'all. Take care. Zach, I see you, fam. Royce, peace.